You are listening to the Purpose Church High School Ministry Podcast. Whether this is your first episode or you've heard them all, God has something to say to you. Our vision is to see every student everywhere following Jesus, and we hope this message helps you take your next step in your faith. To learn more about our high school ministry, visit our website, purposechurch.com HSM, and check us out on Instagram at purposehsm. We hope you enjoy today's episode. Well, my name is Haley. As you guys have heard before, I have the honor and privilege of working for the high school ministry with Pastor Claire and Pastor Eric. Um, I'm the coordinator, so I do a little bit more of the behind-the-scenes stuff, um, but I get to help put Wednesday nights on like this for you guys, and I absolutely love my job. Um, As you guys know, we're talking about pornography tonight. Um, It may be your guys' first time hearing this word said in the church. Oh my gosh, I know, I know, it's crazy. Um, And it probably, maybe some of you guys are like, uncomfortable about it. So what I'm going to do is make you guys really uncomfortable, and we're all going to say the word pornography together out loud, okay? Don't worry, the the ceiling's not going to collapse when you say this. There's not going to be lightning that strikes down on us when we say it, but I just want everyone to get more comfortable around it. Um, Just break the ice, because you guys are going to be talking about it in your life groups, and I really believe that you guys are mature enough to be talking about this. Um, So you guys ready? All together, we're going to say the word pornography on three. One, two, three. Pornography. Okay, great. See, nothing happened. I love it. Um, So um, if there's anybody in this room that does not know what pornography is, don't go home and Google it. That's literally the point of this night. Um, So (laughs) I'll give you guys the formal uh, definition. Pornography is material containing explicit content of sexual organs or sexual activity intended to cause sexual excitement or stimulation for the viewer. So I just want to start off by saying tonight, I'm not going to stand up here and shame anybody who may watch pornography, has a past of watching pornography. Um, I've been guilty of it myself. I can't say that I'm a clean slate and that I've never watched pornography um, in my life. Um, I am proud to say that I haven't watched it since I was in seventh grade. Um, that was pretty good. Thank you. I was hoping for a clap, but it's cool. It's cool. cool. Thank you. Thank you. Oh my gosh, you're so sweet. Um, but through education um, over the years, I've done a lot of research on this topic, and I've just really learned about how destructive pornography is and just how harmful it is. And I've developed this really deep passion to fight against pornography addiction. Um, and have conversations about it. I've said the word pornography literally a million times. Maybe for some of you, it's the first time ever you said it just now, so I'm proud of you, great job. Um, I just want to help educate others and not sweep this issue of pornography under the rug. Um, In college, I wrote tons and tons of papers and I did a bunch of speeches on pornography. Um, I wrote my senior seminar paper on the negative effects of pornography, so I've just done so much research on it and really seen the depths of how horrible and truly evil this this, um, issue is. Um, So again, uh, I'm not going to shame anybody for for what you guys may have a past with. Um, If anything, I'm just going to stand up here and I'm going to share different stories about this issue and share real statistics and really just expose the reality of what pornography is. Um, You guys should all have an outline. Um, There's pens in these middle aisles that you guys can pass down. I would really encourage you guys to take notes. Um, If anything that that stands out to you guys, 
Specifically on the bottom half, there's a section that says love is and porn is. Um, and I would encourage you to write down anything that you think would fit in each one of those categories throughout this uh, message. So first, I wanna ask you guys a question. Can you guys guess the average age people are first exposed to pornography? I wanna get some audience interaction. Let's hear it out. 13, 12, 11, okay, eight. So the average age somebody is first exposed to pornography is 11 years old. Nice. That's fifth grade. Does that shock anybody? Is anybody shocked by that? Okay. Less than I thought. You probably, you probably know because of how accessible it is today that children as young as 11 years old are being exposed to it. As of 2021, 67% of pornography watchers in the United States are male and 33% are female. This is not an issue just for men. This is an issue for men and women. We are both um, drawn to this. Um, the Lord created us um, with a sexual desire, and so we all desire that. Now, let me get the attention of all the boys in the room. I got your eyes up, eyes up here. If you guys want a girlfriend, if you guys want to get married, you have to stop watching pornography. If you watch pornography, you are, you're subconsciously going to compare your significant other with the women that you are seeing online. And hate to break it to you, but what you're seeing online is not real. Ladies in the room, raise your hand if you want a man who respects you. I hope you guys are all raising your hands, because you deserve nothing less. So you guys all looked around, you saw a lot of people raise their hands. Pornography, it teaches men to disrespect women, to harm them, to use them, to abuse them, to be with multiple women at one time, and it, it teaches you to see women as an object. You guys saw the hands go up in this room. Women want a man who respects them. And pornography just does not teach that. Now all the ladies in the room, if you guys want a boyfriend, if you plan to get married, you also need to stop watching pornography. What, what's happening when you are watching pornography is you begin to create this image of what sex is, of how it's supposed to be based off of what you're watching online and how your, per, your, your partner is supposed to perform sexually. And it sets these unrealistic expectations for men. And that's just not fair. Now to everyone in the room, boys and girls, you guys both need to hear this. The consequences of watching pornography hugely outweighs the benefits. Now what benefits are there? It's pleasing to watch. And that's it. If you hear any other benefits of watching pornography, you're being lied to. I'm sorry, I just have to say it right now. Now the consequences, there's a very, very long list. Watching pornography can increase rates of isolation, depression, shame, anxiety, loneliness. It sets unrealistic expectations and it increases violence between couples. I think we can all agree that violence is bad, right? Violence against men is bad, violence against women is bad, children is bad. Raise your hand if you think violence is bad. We're doing a lot of raising our hands. Okay, good, thank you. So I said violence promotes violence between couples. This is what pornography promotes. Let me explain to you guys this um, with a story. 
So when I was in college, I told you guys that I would do different speeches on pornography. So the very first one I did, um, one of my classmates, she approached me and she sat me down and she was telling me about um, her relationship with her boyfriend of two years. And she said, hey, everything was going great um, up until a few months ago when he suddenly became really pushy and he wanted her to do things that she had never done before when they were together alone. And he became violent and was harming her. He was honest and he told her that he had started watching pornography again. And what was happening was he took what he was watching and he wanted his girlfriend to do the same thing. Now the sad reality is this, he was no longer satisfied with her. He started to have these expectations for her to perform like the women that he saw online and he wanted her to do the same thing that he saw in porn, which was violent, it was forceful, and it just flat out was not loving. This left her, the girl, the girlfriend, feeling like she was no longer enough for him and she was self-conscious because he was lusting over these women that he was watching online and he had these expectations for her to do the same things that, that these women were doing and they made her uncomfortable. She told him that she wanted him to stop watching pornography because it was harming their relationship and he didn't and they broke up shortly after. Now let's shift gears for a minute. Believe it or not, watching pornography physically affects your guys' brains. You'll see this up on the screen, it's your first fill out. When watching pornography, dopamine is released in your brain. When people are looking at sexual imagery, dopamine, it floods your brain. Dopamine is a neurostimulator that helps control the brain's reward and pleasure centers. So through repetition, this pleasure expressed from the brain, it craves more and more with, with bigger hits of dopamine that are needed to release in order for the consumer to feel pleasure. So what does this mean? When someone becomes addicted to pornography, what happens is over time, the brain craves more and more pornography in order to release dopamine. So this means that over time, this is your next villain, violent pornography is needed to satisfy the addiction. You are only satisfied with more hardcore, violent, extreme, and unrealistic pornography. And it's the same with any drug, any substance abuse. Um, am I good on the, okay. You, you progress to needing two, um, three, or four fixes of that drug to be satisfied because one is no longer enough and you become addicted. Now, I wanna talk about uh, the difference between dopamine and serotonin. These are both neurotransmitters that are released in your brain. You guys will see a nice chart up on the screen that's comparing the two. So dopamine is triggered by acts of short-term pleasure. This is what's released when you're watching pornography. It touches five brain receptors, it is extremely addictive, and it leaves you always wanting more. Now serotonin, this is triggered by acts of long-term satisfaction. So what happens when um, serotonin is released when you are doing things like hanging out with your friends, when you're laughing, when you see a dog, um, when you exercise, when you go outside. Um, it touches 14 brain receptors versus the five with, serotonin, or with uh, dopamine. It's non-addictive and it leaves you feeling grateful for what you have. Reminder, serotonin is not released when you watch pornography, only dopamine is. Now, I want to open your eyes to a very real and very, very dark side of the pornography industry. 
I've talked a lot about the consumer side of it, but now I want to talk about the producing side of it. So this is porn stars, this is porn websites, this is the filming companies that do this. Um, most of us think that porn stars are doing what they do by choice, but what I've learned is no. More often than not, they are doing this by force. So rather than me try to explain, I want to show you guys um, someone's story. So why don't we take a look at this video? Okay, you nervous? A little. <laughs> My name is Jessa Dillo-Chris. I'm originally from Canada, and I never say A. A. <laughs> <laughs> you did it! So, um, we could get into your story now. Cool. So I was born into a family that was not a safe family. It started with sexual abuse and then it turned into then child pornography, and then that was when the sex trafficking started. I was told that all I was good for was to be a little prostitute. My nickname was Little P. Even as an adult, I also had pornography taken and was being trafficked as an adult. I think one of the hardest things for me to um, just process is Sorry. Um, so like being in a cage and um, being on sets and having to do things that I can't even believe I did. Uh, having guns pointed at me and people telling me that if I didn't um, keep doing what they told me to do that I would be shot. I was being raped, but I had a smile on my face. I had to act like I enjoyed it. And I can say that um, child pornography as well as adult pornography is directly tied to human trafficking. Um, I didn't escape until I was 21, so this continued until basically just before I escaped. I think it was in 2010, I received notification that my pornography was found on the internet. And talking to my investigators, talking to my officers and detectives, um, just finding the listings where they were um, finding that and then finding out that the IP addresses were changing and realizing that even though I am physically free, my imaging is still being sold, and in many ways even, um, when I let my mind go there, I feel like I'm being raped um, and exploited still because they're still making money off of my pain, my trauma, and my humiliation. I still get scared that some of my um, individuals who have viewed my pornography will recognize me, but as the years have gone on, that's gotten less and less and I feel I can come walk around with much more confidence and that does not need to define who I am today. 
So John was a huge part in teaching me what real love was supposed to be and is, and it's possible to experience real love. My goal is to help people who have been through horrific stuff and are wanting to take steps into this big world that they are starting to engage with for the first time. Some of the things that I've learned about love is it is kind, it is compassionate, it's caring. It's just pretty amazing like how relationships can hurt you but also how relationships can heal you. What stood out to me in Jess's story was when she said that she was being raped, but she had a smile on her face the whole time. We often think that the actors and actresses are doing this by choice, but so many of them, just like Jessa, are not. So many of them are being raped, so many of them are being forced, and Jessa, like, like she was a minor, she was a child when this was happening, and she was being threatened behind the camera. Pornography consumption is exploiting children. Exploiting means to be solely used for profit. This is for financial profit, financial gain. Listen to this crazy story just from last two years ago. In December of 2020, MasterCard and Visa, these are the credit card and debit card companies, they began an investigation into unlawful child pornography on the number one online porn website after following the stories of child sex abuse victims whose unconsented videos were uploaded to their particular platform. MasterCard and Visa threatened to stop all purchases made with this website unless they reviewed all of their uploads for illegal content. This website went from having 13 million video uploads to four million videos. That's 70% of the platform's content was taken down. That's, that's very shocking. This is the number one porn website found on the internet. 70% of their content was taken down for investigation. Teen, the term teen, T-E-E-N, was in the top 15 most searched terms on this website in 2019. Now legally, this would only include 18 and 19 year olds, but this just is not true. These are innocent teenagers, your age, your age, high school, maybe middle school, even younger, that are being exploited online without consent, whose photos and videos are being spread on the internet like wildfire for strangers. Now, what, what breaks my heart is knowing that every person in pornographic content has a name. They have a mother, they have a father, they probably have brothers and sisters. And, and this person is a child of God who is so deeply loved by our Heavenly Father, but this individual is only being seen as an object. I want to get personal for a second. Raise your hand if you have a younger sibling, maybe a younger cousin even, because a lot of you guys have younger siblings. How angry would it make you feel if you found out that your sibling 
was being sexually exploited online. Sexually exploited means used for profit. And, and those videos were being spread on the internet for selfish pleasure for strangers of all ages. Does that make you mad? Does that make you angry? Does that make you frustrated? I, I have a younger sister and she is, my, she is my entire world. And if I found out that somebody was doing this to her, there's, there's not even words to explain how, how furious that makes me. And to know that this is what's happening in this world to every single person online in pornographic content. They have a family, they have a name, they have a story, but all we see is an object. I, I really wanna drill in how, how serious this issue of child pornography is, and I just, I need you guys to understand this. I need you to listen to this, this last uh, article that I have read. In, in 2018, Facebook and WhatsApp reported 45 million online photos and videos of children being sexually abused on their platforms. 45 million. By consuming and viewing porn, we are not only damaging our own relationships with others, our relationship with God, but we are supporting an industry that is making billions of dollars enslaving, enslaving women, men, and children for financial profit. Now I want to just close with this point. If you watch pornography, you are not alone. I've told you, I've been there. I'm the first one to, to confess that I'm not clean, I'm not, I, I can't say I've never done it because I've been there. I understand the desire to watch pornography. It's, it's so easy to access and it brings us quick, quick sexual pleasure. I understand, I get it. I want us to read this verse, um, 1 Corinthians 13, four through eight. It'll be up on the screen. Love is patient, love is kind. It does not envy, it does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others, it is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered, it keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in the evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Porn consumption is not patient. It is fast-seeking pleasure that leaves us feeling guilty and shameful. Porn is not kind, it is violent, it is harmful. Porn does dishonor others, and it is self-seeking. That's exactly what pornography is, is it is self-seeking. That's all that it really is. And the Bible clearly says that love is not self-seeking. Now the first step to healing is bringing this wound into the light. You can't receive healing in the dark. Has anyone ever had a big wound or a really big cut of some kind? Let's imagine, let's imagine on my arm I have this huge wound right here. Now if I roll my sleeve down, if I hide it, what's gonna happen to that wound? It's probably gonna, it's gonna keep bleeding, it's gonna get infected, right? It's not gonna get any better. No, I, I need to bring it out into the light. I need to tend to this wound. I need to get help from a doctor, a second person, to stitch it up, to clean it up, to bandage it. And a doctor can't fix that if it's in the dark, right? I would encourage everyone to just be honest and open during your life groups tonight. Um, I can guarantee you, you will not be the only one who either currently watches pornography or has watched it in the past. Um, guys and girls, I need you guys to remember that. It's, um, 
on both sides. And there's um, a challenge in your guys' notes as a life group to commit to going seven days without watching porn. And I want to encourage you to hold each other accountable. Um, I have these two friends of mine, um, these two guys, they do a weekly challenge where they'll go seven days without watching pornography, and then they go get ice cream. Um, but if one of them, you know, stumbles and watches pornography, then they can't go get ice cream. So if you guys want to try this, don't be the reason that the boys can't go get ice cream or the girls can't go get ice cream, right? Um, and hey, if you do slip up, be honest. You can text in your life group group chat, say, hey guys, um, I slipped up tonight, but I'm going to start the seven days over again um, right now. And for anyone else out there, if you receive a text like that or somebody comes and tells you something like that, say, hey, you are forgiven. No shame. Let's start over tonight. We support you and we love you. Another thing you guys can do is um, set restrictions on your, your phone or your computer um, that keeps you from going on certain websites. It's super easy to do. You can do it yourself, or you can ask somebody to, to help you with that. And if you are most tempted to watch pornography at night in your room um, before bed, maybe you can charge your phone on the opposite side of the room so that you don't have that temptation with you right before you go to bed. Um, if you're somebody who might be passionate about the things I've talked about tonight, or whether that's fighting against porn or human trafficking, which I've barely touched on tonight, and I wish I had an hour to talk, but I'll get off the stage soon, don't worry, guys. Um, come talk to me after. I would love to have a conversation with you guys, get you involved in um, the justice ministry at this church. We have a lot of really cool opportunities um, where you can take action. Um, and I hope that tonight we are able to just change the stigma that is known that the church is a safe place to confess any struggles. Um, this place is full of love and forgiveness and grace. That is who Jesus is. Jesus is love. He forgives, and he is filled with endless grace. Now let's bow our heads and pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this opportunity to speak in the church about such a prevalent topic um, that just makes you sad to see us struggling with. I know that pornography is just a temptation straight from the enemy, and he wants us to stumble, and he doesn't want us to find love. Um, pornography is just a lie, and I pray that tonight in life groups, um, students can be honest and open in their conversation and just reshape their image of what love is, um, and we pray this all in the name.